Welcome to Power of the Cross Radio Sermons with Pastor Farrell Wilson. Brother Wilson is the pastor of the Lighthouse Church in Grenada, Mississippi. The sermon you are about to hear can also be downloaded at www.grenadachurch.com. We know you are going to be blessed. Now, on to the message. Psalm 36, starting at verse 5. Thy mercy, O Lord, is in the heavens, and thy faithfulness reacheth under the clouds. Thy righteousness is like the great mountains. Thy judgments are a great deep. O Lord, thou preserveth man and beast. How excellent is thy loving kindness, O God. Therefore the children of men put their trust under the shadow of thy wings. They shall be abundantly satisfied with the fatness of thy house, and thou shalt make them drink of the river of thy pleasures. For with thee is the fountain of life, and thy light shall we see light. Lord, we come to you in the name of Jesus. And Lord, I'm just a a frail human being standing behind your sacred desk. Thank you for the opportunity. Lord, I pray that God, you'll help me now to preach your word without fear nor favor. Anoint the people to hear. We'll be careful to give you honor and praise. And we ask it in Jesus' name. And we say amen. Amen. Phineas Dakes. You don't know what a Dake study Bible is, you ought to learn. They're a great study Bible. If you're going to be a teacher in the Word of God, you better get you a Phineas Dake study Bible, especially if you're Pentecostal. Gary knows what I'm talking about. I know his mother had one that was, man, you could knock somebody out with that thing. It was so big, huge. But Phineas Dakes, when you're reading about this psalm, he lists 10 attributes to God, and that's what I'm going to glean from today. I don't copy people's sermons, but I look at them, and I, I remember one pastor saying one time that I don't, um, I milk for many cows, but I churn my own butter. Amen. <laughs> so Phineas Dake's a great source of materials. He has his list of everything in there. He lists the t- top 10 of something, the top five or 20 attributes. This one is 10 attributes of God. So the first one, mercy. If you'll no- notice in verse five, he said, God's mercy reaches under the heavens and here in mississippi um friday night on the 24th we had a obviously a disastrous storm roll through our area starting in rolling fork and moved up and it just brought just catastrophic damage to see what it did to some of these towns just baffles the mind to see the destruction that was unleashed on them but the next day as i walked out and i it was just a pristine blue sky, so beautiful outside. And several nights this week, I took my binoculars and I walked outside. And you can just take a pair of binoculars and you can look at objects in the sky and globular clusters and look at God's beauty. And seeing all that God, greatness of God's creation, how vast these galaxies are and how complex the creation of earth. And then as I read this psalm, his mercy is as high as the heavens. You think of that. It, get on a dark night somewhere. Mississippi's probably one of the better states towards the east coast. You get out west, it's a lot better. But because of light pollution, it, it's hard to see some of it. But you get out there where I live and you drive out in the delta and just look up at the stars at night, you can see some amazing things. And in this verse here says, his mercy is as high as the heavens. Our mind cannot even wrap around the greatness and vastness of space you think of that as great and vast in space is in all the heavens god's mercy is greater than that 
And why is that important? Because we need his mercy every single day of our life. If we don't have his mercy, we're not going to make it. This earth is here because of God's mercy. And that is powerful because we need that mercy and God has a lot of it. There was a story told of a mother that went to the uh, great leader Napoleon and he had, she had asked for a pardon for her son and the emperor had said that this was the man's second offense and the law required that he die because it was his second offense so the death penalty would be given to him. And the mother said she didn't ask for justice, she pleaded for mercy. And Napoleon said he doesn't deserve mercy. And the mother in her wisdom said if it it not be mercy and he deserved it, mercy is all I ask for. Let me read that again. Mercy is not something you just automatically get. You, you, you don't deserve mercy. It's undeserved. So mercy is all I'm asking for my son. And Napoleon told the mother, well, then I will show mercy. And the son was saved. So the idea behind that little uh, story there was that this son deserved to die, but yet the leader found mercy. He showed the man mercy. It's not that you uh, earn mercy. It's not that you're guaranteed mercy, but God gives mercy. It's undeserving mercy that reaches as high as the heavens. Second thing in this list from Phineas Dakes was faithfulness. Look at verse 5 again. It says, far-reaching as the clouds. I know we have clouds here in the sky, but going back to space again, think much bigger in the terms of cloud that are in space. Think about the expansive areas they cover and how far reaching they go. There's something you can't see in the northern hemisphere. I, I pray someday God will allow me to travel down there and see them. It's called the Magellanic Clouds. And there's two of them you can see in South America and that area in the Southern Hemisphere, Australia, these areas. And it's these giant clouds that you can see with the naked eye in space. And you think of that, these two giant galaxies, they appear as clouds in the sky. And they're hundreds and hundreds of light years away from where we're at. And the Bible says that God's faithfulness reaches to the clouds. Don't think of the little puffy white clouds here on earth. Think of those clouds out in space that we see. God's faithfulness reaches that far and beyond. Why is that important? Because God never fails, not one time. If the Bible says you can be healed, he is faithful to heal. If he says you can be filled with his spirit, you can be filled with his spirit. We have people from the west side of Mississippi to the east now that are suffering today. They have had tragic loss. There's towns ripped apart. And even in that tragedy, I know God will be faithful. I know we've heard of all the horrible stories that have come out of the storm, and rightly so. But there, you watch what I'm telling you. In the days to come, you're going to hear about God's faithfulness even in those storms. I remember in Alabama many years ago, there was a uh, a tornado that hit right at the border of Alabama and swept through there. It killed hundreds of people. It was devastating F5 tornado. The news crew is out there. This whole place is just leveled. It looks like a bulldozer went over the top of it, and there's a black lady out there with her house. One house is standing out of all of this destruction. One house looked like it wasn't even touched. 
And they come over and ask her how she thinks that she made it through that storm. I'm glad you asked me. I am so glad you asked because Jesus was with me. They cut off that lady quick. They went to somebody else. She was giving Jesus the glory and the credit. You know, God is ever faithful. And even in your life, what you're facing today, I know there's many of you facing health issues. You have family that are facing health issues. We were on the phone this morning, the brother Ronnie Mitchell. I can't even imagine being in that situation he's in. Uh, this disease that he has that just come up on him. I don't know if I explained it well enough, but he doesn't even have control over his tongue. And it's hard enough to preach, but not to have control over your tongue. And I mean, that's basically a death sentence for a pastor or a singer. That's the way he, he goes about doing his thing in life. And, and the call to ministry is with his tongue. And now all that's been shut down and taken away from him. And he's got some medicine. I'm praying that he's going to be healed. But I do know this. I, I'm believing there's going to be healing for him. I don't know what course God is going to carry him on. I don't know where life is going to lead him, what path he's going to take. But God is still ever faithful. Amen. When we have tragedy strike, you have to remember that God's faithfulness reaches into the heavens. We may not understand it all right now, but we have to trust God that he is ever faithful. The Bible says about Jesus Christ, he's like a, a, a brother. He sticks close beside you. He'll never leave you. Moving on, righteousness. Look again at verse 6. It says his righteousness is as high as the mountains. Uh, I had the great opportunity when I was in the military to go into Germany and I served there during the Cold War and I, I, everybody, everybody else was doing their things locally on the base and partying and having a good time. I, I thought to myself, you know, I'm probably not going to have the chance to come back here, so I'm going to go see what I can. And we had breaks. I would take what they call ITT tours. And for just a little money, they would carry soldiers to different places in Europe and you'd go see them. And that's what I did. I went and seen everything I possibly could when I had a break. And one of the places I went was into the Swiss Alps. I went into Switzerland. And Germany is kind of like here. It's a lot of flat land, maybe a few little hills, not, not a lot of mountains where I was in Bavaria. But when I went into Switzerland, and then before you go into this tunnel, there's these huge mountains. I'll never forget one place we stopped. We was like we were surrounded by mountains, and I'm sitting outside eating a little hamburger on the side of the road. I wanted to see all this, and you had to look up like this to see these mountains. There, I mean, they're that tall. You're looking at them. I'm sitting on a bench. It was just absolutely mind blowing. You know. Man did not plant those. God rose those up and created this earth. Men cannot move them. They are God's creation. In the Bible, and this psalm says, His righteousness is as high as the mountains. And there's no way in human words that I can describe to you what they look like unless you stand before them. But I know those great mountains don't move when the wind blows. Amen? Earthquakes don't even move these mountains. And our God is not unjust at any time. He is forever righteous. Men and women may fail, but God will never fail. God is not affected by circumstances. 
We've got a world that it seems like it's an upheaval and it'll never get straightened out. But God's righteousness extends from generation to generation. Why is that important to me? Because all the promises from the beginning of the Bible until the end, God said he's going to keep with you. He said that he would bless Abraham and all his generations. That still continues to this day. Because of Jesus Christ, we're blessed. Don't think of here on the earth in terms of what we have of earthly value. Think of what's going to be in the eternal. We have an eternal home to come. One day your life is going to be over here. And, it, and even if you live a long age, I thought I heard sister, I talking about somebody 102. Maybe I didn't hear it right. Did I hear you say that? That's a long time to live. But I bet if you went to that lady day and had an honest talk with her, I bet she would tell you it just flew by. <laughs> it just seemed like yesterday I was a child and this is gone. So what are we left after all that time? What are we left with? We can look forward to that eternal home because God's promise, he's righteous, and, and it extends from generation to generation. Next, justice. Look in verse 6 again. It says his justice was deep as the abyss. And that means just a, a giant hole in the ground. Don't think for a minute that even the slightest, the slightest minute of wrongdoing goes unnoticed by God. Sin always finds you out. I don't care who you are. We think, oh, I'm saved and and that my sins I had in my past, they'll never catch up with me. Sin always has a price. Yeah, you can be forgiven of sin, but sin has a ugly way of catching up with you in life. Let me give you a great example. I'm glad you asked that. I'll give you a great example. I can drink whiskey all my life and go out and carouse and go get saved, and I've wore that liver out. And then one day, while I'm saved, I'm a Christian, been off that whiskey, and one day I get the news, your liver quit working. Sin always has a way of finding you out. So don't think that anything that is done in the dark and in secret that somehow God has missed it. And this applies especially to evil people. God is just. God is fair. He is never to be questioned by humans. I, I see so many people on social media nowadays that that dare to stand up and want to question God and his decisions. How dare them? We have no right to question God in any of his judgments. Even when it affects us and it hits home. I'm not saying we can't have times that God, I don't understand what's going on and please help me to understand. But we can't stand up to God pridefully and saying, God, why did you let this happen? And almost accuse God of wrongdoing. I don't know why any of this stuff happened in Mississippi this week. That's just as almost as bad as it gets. We've got at least 23 people dead and homes and lives are shattered for many decades to come. But I can't question God in it. His understanding and his deep knowledge, I don't, I can't wrap my little human mind around that. He has reasons and God does not owe us a single explanation for anything that happens. Everybody talks about Job and how well he did and he did. He lost everything and you read the book of Job and see what went on in Job's life. He lost everything. 
He lost all of his wealth. He lost his servants. He lost his home. He lost his children. And all he was left with was a complaining wife that told him he ought to die. So what he was left with. And people say, oh, Job did so well. And he did, don't get me wrong. But if you keep reading, God had to tell Job, who are you to question me? Who are you to question the things that I do? And Job couldn't understand what was going on with him. And God begins this dissertation, starts explaining to him, were you there when I created everything? Were you the one that brought light onto this earth? Were you the one that created all the animals? Were you the one that did this? Were you the one that did that? And Job's answer had to be, no, I I didn't do that. So again, why do you question me? But you know, when it was all said and done and Job remained faithful, God restored to him double everything that he had lost. But more importantly, Job is now in that eternal home called heaven. Amen? So don't question God here and don't think for a minute that evil people will get away with the things they've done here on this earth. God is trying to save them just like he gave us the opportunity. We wonder why God is so delayed sometimes in justice. Sometimes it's swift. Sometimes it's not. But I can't question God. When I see people doing evil things, I have to, I understand that God knows and I have to trust his judgment. There was a lady named Vera Zermak of Prague, Czechoslovakia, and she had discovered that her husband was cheating on her. So she decided to commit suicide by jumping out a third-story window. Her husband happened to be walking by at that exact same time, and she landed on top of him and killed him, and she was in the hospital with minor injuries. So don't think that evil people get away with stuff. God has a funny way of working things out. That is a true story. Thank you for listening today. This radio station is listener supported, which means we rely on your donations to keep us on the air. We're a nonprofit organization, so your donations are tax deductible. We're on the air 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year, playing Christian music and teaching programs. We have something for everyone. We're asking for your help today. We need your prayers and your financial support to stay on the air. Won't you please make a donation today? You can make a secure donation by going to our website at www.cross.radio. Thank you for your support and God bless you. Number five, preservation. Look in verse six. It says that God sustains all life. My wife absolutely loves this verse. Why? Because she's seen a man one day that said, Dogs go to heaven, and it was this verse right here, God preserves man and beast. See, she told me, see, you're wrong. My dog will be in heaven. I said, okay. (laughs) But what this means is God on this planet, he takes care of our every need. You think about how expansive this earth is to stand back in, in awe and look at all of creation. Look at birds, how they they don't have to come peck on your window and ask for food. The rabbit doesn't have to come to your door and get inside of your house and take food out of the refrigerator. No, he doesn't. They don't have to do that. Why? Because God supplies every need of every person and every animal. Why do some people, why are some people hungry? Why are some people living on the streets and don't even have a home? 
I don't have the answer for all that, but some of it goes back to, not all of it, but some of it, sin will catch up with you. But those that serve the Lord, David, if you notice in this psalm, the first few verses is about evil people. And then when he gets into verse 5 and he's singing this song and he's giving praise unto God, it's talking about the people of God. And God always takes care of men and beasts that serve him for a house that serves God. God is going to take care of that house and everything around him. If God can do that every day of this gigantic planet, if he could take care of every single animal, if he could take care of every single fish and make sure everything is in order and working properly, why are you worried about tomorrow? Why have you got that little problem that you think is so huge and you're not going to make it? I'm preaching to myself. My own shoes are getting hot up here, Brother Randy. You just think you ain't going to make it another day. Oh, I'm not going to make it. And God's just looking down. When, when are you going to understand that I take care of every single little thing on this earth? I think what happens to us a lot of times is we think we can solve it on our own. And we think we've got everything just so we'll work it out. We have the prayer all worked out and say, God, I got it done. Go ahead and answer it for me. When just lay the problem before God say, God, I don't have the answer, and I know you preserve man and beast. I'm not going to worry about this. I'm going to trust you. And if nothing else, I promise you, you'll live a whole lot longer, and you'll live a lot better life. Because with worrying, Jesus said, all you're doing is losing your hair. You can't count the hairs on your head. God can't. There's not a thing you can do to keep them in your head, men. Not a thing one you can do other than trust the Lord. Amen. Moving on. Kindness, verse 7, God shows blessings to those that love Him. When we follow after God, when we submit ourselves to God, when we walk that path, God will bless us uh, just amazingly through the course of life. I don't have a lot of riches. My bank account ain't fat, but my Father in heaven is rich, and I never lack for anything. Amen? I don't, in fact, He spoils me. He does. God absolutely spoils me. The things that I have and I don't deserve, God has spoiled me many times over. He's gave me a good church to preach at with good people. He's gave me a life I can go relax out in the country out there. And I, I just, I'm, I'm a blessed human being and I don't own any of it. It all belongs to God. He's been kind and, and I can accredit this to one thing. I have followed after Jesus Christ and that's it. It's all his. He's the one that has blessed me. And my friends, if you're, if you're hurting today, if, if everything ain't adding up, if your checking account is low, if your, if your home's in a wreck and you don't understand why things are happening, yeah, I, I understand sometimes bad things happen to good people, but if that has been the story of your life every single day, you have to ask yourself, Am I really following after God? Am I, am I following after the things of God? And I, I want to talk about myself so I don't talk about anybody else. I could tell you from my own life, when I was out in the world and I wasn't serving God, and I might as well just say it, I was actually serving the devil is what I was doing. My life was in a total wreck. I about destroyed my home, about run my wife off. I had my kids mad at me. I wasn't treating them right. I stayed drunk all the time. I was on dope. 
My life was in complete shambles until I turned my life over to the Lord. And then the blessings come. Were there bad times? Absolutely. I've sat in that bed, looked up the ceiling, and my body racked with pain, didn't know if I was going to make it. I've had family members die. We've had tragedy strike our homes. We've had so, things that all of us go through, and we try to share one another's burdens. But overall, through the course of my whole life, what it is to this day, God has blessed me many times over. Look at verse 8, Providence. He supplies all that we need. A lot of times I think we're asking for things we don't need. Amen. We're asking God for things we shouldn't be touching. And that's a tough thing to sit back and hear God say it's not for you, that you shouldn't be engaged in that, or I don't want you. And God shuts the doors and you can't go through it. And you think maybe somehow, well, I know that ought to be for me, but God ain't allowed, and we, we get it, uh, bitter with God. I, I'll give you a simple, easy example. 9-11. I'm not going to go through the exact stories. I remember a couple off the top of my head, but on 9-11, a, a day in our nation's history, I'll never forget, I was watching TV that day. My truck had broke down, and I was at um, my wife's uh, grandmother's house, and she said, come in. And I looked at the news, and there was the Twin Towers. And right when I was watching it live, one of the towers come collapsing down. Right before that, you could see people diving out windows and stuff. I didn't know what it was. I thought it was stuff falling off the building. It was people jumping. One of the most tragic events that I can recall in my time on that scale. It was like Pearl Harbor, I guess, to me. I don't know what Pearl Harbor was like. I wasn't there, but just trying to compare it to something, it was that bad. And you start reading the testimonies of people. There was one man that had a flat tire, and he was so mad that he couldn't make it to work on time. There was another guy on the way to the tower to go to work that morning. His shoe just split wide open. For no apparent reason, he had to go back home and get other shoes. There was people, their child had made them late. There, I remember a testimony one mother, a child had made her late that morning. She was furious, had whooped the child. But it made her late, and she wasn't there that morning at the tower. So what am I telling you? God has this design over life, and he's watching over everything. You have to understand that there's nothing that has bypassed you. So whatever has happened to you, next time you're out there changing that tire and you're all mad <laughs> that I had a flat tire, and I hate preaching this, Brother Harley. You know what I'm big say, because I'll walk outside and there'll be a flat tire on my truck right in front of the whole church. <laughs> and y'all going to be watching me. Let me see how he acts. <laughs> but next time you got that flat tire, you're going to kick the tire, you're going to raise your hands up. Thank you, God. I don't know what you delayed. You kept me from something today. Amen? Amen. Satisfaction. Look in verse 8. Abundance and rivers of pleasure. I'm not going to make excuse for what it says. God expects the best from us, so he gives us the best. There's nothing that says a Christian has to be miserable. Now, I've told you about, yes, we all go through trials and tribulations, but there's another side of this, and I'm not making any excuse for the gospel. I'm not trying to preach a prosperity ministry. Uh, I'm not trying to tell you name it and claim it, but I am telling you 
that there is prosperity in the cross of Jesus Christ for those that serve him, for those that are, are helping advance the kingdom, those that are saved. There are blessings. The biggest blessing we have is Jesus made it so easy for you to enter into the gates of heaven. It's so easy. I mean, somebody as simple as me can understand it. All I have to do is place my faith in what Christ has accomplished at Calvary for me, and then the power of the Holy Spirit working in my life. Now I can make it to heaven. Now I can go through this life without being, uh, without habitual sin in my life. I don't have to live the old life that I used to. There's a fountain flowing from the, the blood of Emmanuel's veins that we can tap into, and there's power in the blood of Jesus. You don't have to live like you used to. There's satisfaction. Why The world is telling you, oh, go out and party and drink this. Watch these commercials. Watch these commercials about liquor. They're always these young group of people, boy, they're partying down. They're having the best time of their life. And you don't see not a one of them hung over the next morning. You don't see not a one of them arrested and in jail. They don't show you that mother crying at the emergency room that's lost her whole family because a drunk driver hit them head on. They don't show you all that. It's a horrible life following after Satan and all his devices and all the alcohol and all the smoking and carrying on carousing and drugs. People are dying left and right in our nation because of fentanyl overdose. They got some stuff now. I remember the name of it. I was trying to remember it the last time I was in the pulpit. It's called croc, like crocodile. And these people, they injected. The reason they call it this is their skin turns and flakes off and starts dying like a crocodile skin. It is so bad it eats the limbs off of people. And I heard this. This is how bad it's gotten. This person said that they have witnessed somebody had their legs amputated over this and they were still taking this drug and shooting it into that uh, stump, that amputated limb, just to get high. And folks, that's no life. The best life you can live and be blessed and be satisfied and have rivers of pleasure flowing into your life is through Jesus Christ. If you don't get anything else today, sir... Ma'am, if you don't get anything else from this, you ought to get that. There are rivers of pleasure flowing from the cross of Calvary. Amen. That'll make a Methodist shout. That'll make a Presbyterian jump up and run around the room. My word, we're Pentecostal. We ought to all come up off the ground. Woo! I got the best life now. Don't worry. Y'all gonna holler in heaven. Y'all gonna be loud. Y'all gonna be louder than me. It's so easy. You could never earn it. But I'm telling you, that river is flowing today if you'll just get in it. Life eternal. The fountain of life has two meanings. I've been talking about the life to come. That's an eternal life. and But you can have a great life here. Yes, we're going to experience the turmoil of the world. Yes, we're going to experience grief. Yes, we're going to have bad things happen. I understand that. But there's just something 
about serving Jesus Christ. I, I've said this testimony before, but it stuck with me throughout my ministry was Sister Doty over at the Webb Church of God over there in the, in the Delta, Webb, Mississippi. And we went over there that morning. And I, I didn't know they were having Sunday school. A guy told me to be there at 1045, and I was waiting. Me and my wife were outside. I was fixing to walk in. I heard somebody in there praising God, shouting and hollering, Woo, Jesus! I, I, my wife, I said, I guess we done miss church. And I do, we finally slipped on in. There was Sister Doty up front giving Sunday school class. And she was in a pair of high heels and long dress. She was going back and forth up front, boy. She was, I mean, she was shucking the corn. She was behind the plow preaching the gospel. And I'm sitting there. I was just, she had my attention. Well, I'm listening to her, and I felt something thumping my leg. My wife, I told her, leave me alone. And she thumped me again. And I looked down, and she had a piece of paper. And I grabbed that piece of paper and read it and said, you got your work cut out for you today. <laughs> After church was over, oh, she could preach now. She she was a preacher. After church over, this little lady comes up to me and says, Boy, I enjoyed that so much, Brother Wilson. I knew she lying to me. <laughs> now, I better not say, I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. She probably enjoyed She could preach. That's just how I felt. Uh, but anyway, she told me, she starts telling me, after I've told y'all that, how bright and cheerful this lady is. I, you just had to see it. She was just so awesome. And she looks at me and she says, do you know I got stage four cancer? And I'm dying. I said, no, ma'am, I didn't. I couldn't tell it by the way you was acting. She said, yeah, God gave it to me. I'm listening. She said, I believe the reason he gave it to me is so that I could go down there and that man uh, giving me chemo, I could preach to that heathen. Well, she told me. And I'm thinking to myself, God, help me to be like that. Help me to be in the worst of circumstances. I can have that kind of life here. That I could hold my head up in the, mo the most devastating circumstances. Me, if I, that's me, stage four cancer. I, oh, I probably over here just crying. It like, it didn't affect her. No, ma'am. No, sir. She was full of life and God helped me to be like it. Helped me to have that where I, I, I value every day that you gave me here and I'm looking forward to the one that comes because if I lay my head down and rest here, I know that I'm going to open them up and see my savior. Amen. Amen. Verse, last one, light. Verse nine. Light is, and it's the source of all truth, God's light. God's word is like driving down the road and you see a sign that says dangerous curve ahead. And you've got three choices of what you can do. You can observe the warning and slow down. You can ignore the warning and just maintain your speed. Or you can defy the warning and speed up and just go for the best of it and try to straighten that curve out. Whatever you choose, there's something you cannot change, though. You can't change the truth of that sign. The sign says there's still a dangerous curve ahead. And this word of God that we have before us is a sign. It's really a warning sign. And it says, this leads to eternal life. Read it. And God said, I'll show you the way. 
I'll show you all truth. I'll even give you the truth to have the best possible life you can have here on this earth. Amen. So, the choice lies before you today. Will you find the truth? Will you find God's Word lodged in your heart? Would you stand with me this morning? The Father, we're going over the radio, and I don't know what every heart is over the radio. I don't even know if the people listening are saved, Lord. And I, I plead the blood of Jesus over the Internet right now. Lord, I, I, I'm just a frail human, but God, I'm asking you by the power of the Holy Spirit to begin to sweep across the Internet for those listening, Lord. Conviction will begin to settle upon the unrepented heart. Father, in our church here today, if there's one that's backslidden, if there's some, Lord, that if they love you but they've strayed or there's been a pull from the world or doubts creeping in, Lord, and they, they feel themselves waning, they're losing that zeal that they once had, I pray, God, we, that that's fixed today by the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to pray. And if you're listening today by radio, uh, it's just a simple prayer. We're going to pray. And if you'll pray it and believe it in your heart, you're on your way to following after Christ. It's, it's faith, my friends. And, and if you're here today and you backslid, um, if you don't know that, you don't feel like you're going to make it. I know that's what's on my heart. If you don't feel like you're going to make it the next day, know that God loves you and He's asking you to come back home. Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. Forgive us for the way we live, the things we've done. And Father, I'm asking you to cleanse me by the precious blood. I'm asking you to wipe out my past and forgive me of all sins. I place my faith in your son, Jesus Christ. I believe he died and arose the third day and is now at your right hand. And your word says, if I believe that with my, all my heart, if I'll turn away from sin and turn towards Jesus Christ, God, I believe you'll help me every day of my life. I believe you'll put the word before me and grow me every day. And Lord, we just ask all these things in Jesus' name. We pray it. Amen. We're so glad you joined us today. This is the place to come for the best in Christian music and sermons. We know that life can be tough, but we believe that God has a plan for each of us, and we want to help you find that plan. So please, stay tuned for more messages of hope and encouragement. Here at Power of the Cross Radio, we believe in the power of prayer. If you have a need, visit our prayer wall on the website at www.cross.radio. We also believe in the power of Christian music to touch hearts and change lives. So please keep listening. And if you know someone who might need a little encouragement, tell them about Power of the Cross Radio. We cover a wide mix of Christian music. Check the website schedule for more details. And if you have any questions, email us at info at cross.radio. You can also call us at 662-294-0608. Thank you for listening, and God bless. Power of the Cross Radio is a production of Cross Faith Ministries. You can visit their website at cfministry.com.